This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello, everybody. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And this is the Weirdly Cosmic podcast for the Pisces full moon that will take place on September the 20th, 2021. More on that later. Um, I am an astrologer. I offer readings. I also have a Venus Enchantment membership community where I do almost daily um, energy updates that also tend to teach a little bit of astrology at the same time because I talk about some of the bigger themes and meanings. I also pull cards on those things. I um, do a lot of the tarot and integrate the whole thing. I also have a group call for the $23 a month level where we look at the moon venus gate every month or moon venus kiss as i like to call it we do shamanic journey work i answer questions based on people's individual charts you also get um, membership discounts so check below um, and either book a consultation they are very rich and full of um, inspiring information and also consider becoming a member. Um, but in the meantime, please, please, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Give me a like, give me a thumbs up and uh, maybe hit the little bell so you get notified when I upload new videos. If you're a listen only uh, podcast listener, then please, please, please leave me an iTunes review or failing that, go to my Facebook page and leave a review on my Cosmic Owl Astrology Facebook page. All of these things help algorithms. <laughs> so let's go on with the chart. First of all, I pulled a card for this Pisces um, new moon, full moon, Pisces full moon. And I pulled the Knight of Wands and that is... Uh, look at this create fired up creativity forward movement um ace of wands in the background saying come on new start let's get creative let's burn it up and um just get very creative and that fit, does fit the full moon actually even though this is a fire card the wands is a fire energy and the pisces full moon is water so let me talk a little bit more about this full moon. It's on September the 20th, as I said. It's um, actually at 5.54 p.m. Mountain. So it's 4.54 p.m. Pacific, 7.54 p.m. Eastern and 12.54 a.m. on the 24th first in the UK so for some of you it's it's just in the 21st all right now this full moon is at 28 degrees and 13 minutes of Pisces full moons are in opposition so the sun is at 28 degrees 13 minutes Virgo um, 
I'm going to say that this moon is conjunct Neptune. They're seven degrees apart, but Neptune is such an expansive energy. And this is the luminary, so I'm going to give it a seven degree orb. So this is a very Piscean full moon with the Neptune ruling Pisces being conjunct the moon in Pisces. All watery energy, both Neptune, the moon and Pisces, very, very watery, intuitive energy. Then we have the moon in Virgo and the Virgo moon is um, conjunct Hygieia uh, by five degrees. Hygieia is at 23 degrees of Virgo. So Hygieia and Neptune are pretty much opposing each other. And um, I'm going to say that the sun is also conjunct Mars. Mars will be at three degrees of Libra, but that's only a five degree separation. So even though they're out of sign, um, I'm going to say the Sun and Mars are conjunct and I'll talk about what all that means in a minute. Other things that seem very important on this full moon is that that same day Mars is um, in aspect to the lunar nodes. Um, so Mars entrined to the north node at three degrees Gemini and sextile uh, the south node at three degrees Sagittarius. We're also um, only, ooh, how long? 10, 19 days away from the final Pluto Eris square. So I might talk about that a little bit more. We've got um, Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter all starting to slow down because all three will turn direct in October. Uh, we've also got, what else do we have happening in this? Oh, Mercury. Mercury is opposing Eris and squaring Pluto. So we have an, a cardinal T-square on the full moon, which is going to cause a bit of discord and disruption in the news. But first of all, let's look at the full moon itself. So... Ah, this full moon, 28 degrees, 13 minutes. So we have the mix of a 28-10 number in this and also 13, which is the number of the goddess or witch or divine feminine. Okay, so but 28-10 is made up of two, which is cooperation, eight, which is strength or recognition, one, which is new beginnings or creativity and zero, which is inner gifts or the fool's journey. Now, 28 uh, adds up to a 10, but it also boils down to a one. So this is kind of a very new start, new moon. But let's look at the energy of the 2810 number. So this is really about keeping um, working through issues uh, relating to material success and creative or muse energy. And this is about applying creative energy and intuitive gifts in the service of others, but guiding with authority and compassion. So with the combined influence of creativity and the inner gifts of sensitivity, strength, expression and refined intuition, the 2810 comes to full power um, once they've overcome any anxiety and worries and obstacles, which is very much about the Virgo energy, the sun in Virgo, right? So the sense of abundance and authority um, may center around family or the world at large, and it manifests as, um, as we step forward with confidence 
and a clear motive of service or being useful in some way and kind of leaving a legacy. It's kind of that energy. So it's a very interesting uh, number, the 2810. Um, there's also, with it being an opposition, um, there is kind of a, an issue of opposing material success, which is very Virgo, very work orientated, very much service, but very much about detail. And also the creative energy of the Pisces applying. So, you know, the combination and integration is always a good thing. So it's applying your creative or mystical or muse and energy and intuitive gifts in the service of others. All right. So I think I've probably said enough about that. The, well, the, the 2810, I would say, um, I call it practical mystic energy. Sorry, the um, it, it's so in alignment, this 2810, with this Pisces Virgo, which I call the practical mystic um, axis. Because we have the Virgo is very practical, very detail-oriented, very work-aspected, but very service-oriented as well. Virgo likes to be useful. And then we have... Uh, Pisces, which is the mysticism, the creativity. Okay, so it's about integrating all of this and really um, stepping into your inner um, sorceress or enchantress or priestess and using it to be of good to the world. All right. It's, it's quite a powerful energy. And with it being at this 2810 number, um, it it has got this strength and um, and resilience um, that it brings to the creativity as it pours its inner gifts onto the world, but it's not an easy number. This is um, initiating and it's big energy that requires a lot of courage, and so this is quite a big full moon. Though it also is, let's say. This full moon is probably the calm before the storm because we're just, as I record this on the 7th of September, we've just had a Virgo new moon that had some very healing aspects and this is the fulfilment of that new moon. It's also the fulfilment from um, the about six months ago, okay, when we had a Pisces new moon, comes the Pisces full moon, um, and uh, so think back to those times because this is a full moon. So not only is it new beginnings, which is 28.10.1, it is also um, an ending on a nine month. This is completion of a cycle and a full moon is fulfillment on its own. So let's look at that moon-Neptune conjunction. Huge, intuitive, creative, compassionate, um, agape type, type of energy. Neptune uh, has been in Pisces for oh, 2011, since 2011. And really, Neptune is such a big energy that it probably just takes up the whole of the sign. But this time, it's in only seven degrees away from the moon. And the moon itself is of watery energy. It's receptive, creative um, intuitive as well. So it's very at home in the sign of Pisces. 
So combine the Moon, Neptune and Pisces together and here we have huge connection with Source, huge kind of channeling energy and um, and connection with the divine in whatever way that means for you. This can mean connection with nature. And the, the key to this full moon is bringing it down to earth in a practical, useful way, in that Virgo way. And, be, and thinking of projects that you can do as service and letting go of anything that no longer works. Now, there's also a very kind of purifying aspect to this Pisces full moon. And there's going to be a lot coming up around health, around cleanliness. You might decide to take on a cleanse. You might decide to go vegan or, um, you know, eat, eat healthier in some way. Virgo is very much about health and hygiene. So it could also involve, you know, other times, other types of cleanse. Virgo itself is a very purifying um, energy. Um, Virgo is one who is whole unto herself, um, is the original meaning of the word Virgo. So if you think about it, that can mean, you know, cutting out any extras that are not helping you. Maybe taking up daily walking every day, which I do myself anyway. The addition of Mars in Libra so close to that sun on the full moon is giving us some drive and some will to bring some more balance into our lives in what has been a very chaotic two years so far um we're in this this month september seems a little bit less chaotic than general Though I would say overall, there's still a lot of chaos, but but I'm talking about a little bit less chaotic. But Mars in Libra can be a little bit passive aggressive, um, can feel, but he's driven to bring balance, bring harmony and um, make love, not war. So, you know, <laughs> so combine that with the other energies of the practical mysticism and being useful and maybe the um, health purification kind of aspect of this full moon. And you may be, I don't know, releasing uh, something from your life or your diet that no longer agrees. You know, you may decide to quit alcohol for um, a while or forever, or you may cut out wheat or you may cut anything that's not really suiting you. Now, Mars is also in aspect to the nodes, which really means it's being pulled towards the north node. Um, you know, we're going to get lots of ideas about where to move forward on this full moon after we, you know, open, releasing some old habits and old um, things that never that no longer serve often opens up space for new ideas to move forward. So we'll be, we'll be creating that space to open our mind with the North Node in Gemini and and be open to new ideas, new perspectives as we move forward. And that's at the three, which is a very creative number as well. But this is about creating kind of um, abundance and um, and so on. So also on the full moon, as I think I mentioned, we have this T-square 
cardinal T-square. Mercury will be at 23 degrees of Libra, opposing Eris, which is um, at 24 degrees, and square, both of those two square to Pluto. Now, Pluto, as I said, is slowing down to station direct. So Pluto is gaining in intensity. When planets are retrograde, they tend to be closer to the Earth. And when they reach their point where they're about to change direction, they get increasingly tense and so on. And uh, so we have, and Mercury is stationing to um, turn retrograde. So Mercury is only two degrees from his station retrograde and only six days away. So we're really in the zone of the Mercury retrograde that will take us through to October the 18th. Pluto is stationing to turn retrograde on October the 6th, I think. Uh, where was Pluto? Yeah, October the 6th, he's going to start turning direct and moving back towards the final square um, with Eris of their five squares. The first time those two have squared off from these signs since the Axial Age, which was around 5th century BCE, which is shows you how rare that is. And those two planets, Pluto and Eris, were not even discovered back then, of course. So their energy is probably even more intense. So there's going to be something um, earth-shattering um, news-wise around that point. Mercury in Libra, you know, square to Pluto, which is uh, Pluto's been digging up the holes in our institutions since 2008 and revealing what's no longer working and revealing corruption and crap and that's in all our institutions not just the the government you know country ruling institutions it's our local institutions our local you know our school you know may may seem to school districts may seem to be crumbling a little bit and um, you know, you put it at all levels, all right? Your workplace might, places might be uh, revealing uh, what's no longer working there. I think the fact since we've been in the pandemic and people have been working at home, um, it's revealing that, you know, we don't really all need to be in this rabbit hutch every day. And um, those of us that are in corporate world all driving one way to sit in a, a rabbit hutch and then drive all the way home. You get the idea. Things are changing in all our institutions. Eris over there in Eris, in Eris, the voice of the unheard. She's, she's a little bit angry. She's a little bit pissed off at being um, kept, uh, put into the corner, left out. She likes to um, shake the table a little bit, throw that apple of discord in and um and see where everything lands up by by revealing kind of the artifice in the world revealing what's hidden behind that white picket fence in our suburbias you know that's that's eris's kind of job and those two working together in tandem pluto and eris they've had five squares one first one was at the end of january 2020 we're coming up to the final square and here is mercury uh, the planet of the news, communication, the voice, um, stationing to turn retrograde in Libra, the sign of peace and war and harmony. 
um, saying we're going to be revisiting some things. I do wonder if somebody might have to go back into Afghanistan in some style at some point. There may be something um, that needs revisiting. It could show up in many, many, many other ways, of course. So, you know, I'm just giving examples in your own life. Um, for this T-square, if you've got anything around 24 degrees of mainly the cardinal signs. So that's Aries, Cancer, uh, Libra and Capricorn. Then you will be feeling the kind of earth shaking kind of energy of this more. Um, if you for the full moon, if you've got anything at those very late degrees of the signs, uh, particularly of the mutable signs. Oh, that would be me <laughs> and and so that is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces then this full moon will be affecting you and, and it's a mutable full moon so there's definite change coming so the purging, the starting new things it's shifting again, shifting our um, perspectives as well with Mars's aspect to that north node Oh goodness, that was a lot. Let me just see what else is going on. Now, as we enter this period, I will say I'm getting more alerts from spaceweather.com as well. I get their emails and there's some very big sunspots turning towards the Earth. They may be done by the time this full moon, but generally the sun seems to be getting more active at this time. Now, the good thing I can think about good and bad with this full moon is that it is um, Neptune and the moon in Pisces may bring rain so it might douse some of the fires but with it being earth and um, water as well combined with this Pluto Eris square and everything there could be uh, you know well we are in hurricane season but that combination in Pisces is big so there could be more flooding, more uh, basements flooded, but more storm flooding, um, more flash floods, more of that kind of energy. So take care if you're around water. But there's the possibility that it could also bring rain, which would douse the fires out in the west. So that's kind of a good thing. What else do we have going on? We also have a, a very tight quincunx between Venus and Chiron. Venus is in Scorpio by this point and um, she's at 11 degrees Scorpio on the full moon and she is in quincunx to Chiron, which is an, uh, an aspect of adjustment. Venus, the faster moving planet. Now, everything that Venus activates at this point is, is a real um, step towards her retrograde, which is going to start on December the 19th. She um, is um, going to station retrograde at 26 degrees Capricorn, which is, strangely enough, conjunct where Pluto is now. Um, as I record this, she has just squared Pluto, or squared that degree where she's going to turn retrograde. And she's on that descent from her nine and a half month cycle from her last meeting with the sun at five degrees, 50 Aries. This, I think this retrograde coming up is going to be pretty epic. 
but this quincunx too and i do a venus retrograde journey class by the way so look for information on that it's a big group class and it's a lot of shamanic work healing work working with venus working with her journey into the underworld and uh, transformation um, through that journey of uh, retrograde. But this quincunx to Chiron is at 11 degrees. This feels like a bit of a gateway to some very deep soul healing with Venus in Scorpio. So it feels like, you know, we'll be able to really dig deep and um, and look at some of our soul um um, energy within our deeply bonded relationships and heal our part in them so that's a, a nice aspect on this other things that are happening is that uh, black moon lilith is conjunct series in gemini opposing juno this is a bit of an ongoing um theme that's moving around about women's rights women and children's rights but also with the planet Earth really being a woman and being the Great Mother series is about the rights of the Earth. So you cannot really separate all of that at the moment. Um, incidentally, when Saturn and Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter all turn direct in October, I think there's going to be some shifting and changing regarding those areas in the world. So I don't think there's much else to say about this um, full moon chart. But overall, you know, this is a month where we're really being asked to um, think of our part um, in our um, complete um, connection, connectedness with each other and with the earth. All right. You know, we're so we've been so disconnected in um, in our society and everything that each of us does. This is the Neptune energy. It's the unconscious. It like ripples out. OK, like waves, like the waves of energy. And, and you know, it's it's like if I, um, you know, if I hurt um, myself, say, say do something to harm myself if I'm horrible to myself or I get so angry with myself it's like those little ripples come out now I'm not saying we shouldn't be angry or anything I'm just gonna I'm just saying that we have to be mindful of how we walk in the world and we've got this reciprocal relationship with nature with each other and it all what we give out comes back and it all floats and floods around we always have our personal choice about how we respond to these things. And this is not about becoming codependent. It's just about being mindful of our actions in the world. So all of that is up in this, particularly with this Pisces Virgo axis. Okay. All right. So let's look at the symbols, I think. Okay. So... The, um, I'm going to do the Sabian symbol first for 29 Pisces. Uh, the symbol is uh, for 29 Pisces because we always go up because this is 28 degrees uh, Pisces full moon. It says light breaking into many colours through a prism. The analytical power of the mind necessary for the formulation of life processes in their many aspects. 
Cycles of existence begin in unity and end in multi-unity. At the stage of consummation, the many individual differences are totaled. They constitute a sum. This is that reciprocity, that radical connection. Within that sum, a unified total, the inevitability of the future process of differentiation is implied because every cycle leaves a mass of waste products slowly returning to the unconscious state of chemical matter, of hummus. It's like we return to dust. What the symbol tells us is that unity will always break again into multiplicity. The prism is always there. There is no absolute unity. If anything could be called absolute, it is the relationship between the one and many. The most beautiful and seemingly everlasting experience of unity will in time by super, be superseded by the need to attend to a multiplicity of details. Existence implies differentiation. So you could say that's the Virgo, like split into like the different filing cabinets and the details mixed with the Piscean um, uh, connectedness and collectiveness. We have to, it's, we have to work with both. So the um, Chandra symbol, Balinese dancers wearing elaborate gold costumes scintillating performance, learning by heart all of the ways to perfect the earth dance, elaborately and ritualistically devising and setting up cycles, projects, programs and trainings to master skills, to develop missing areas and to make up for what are felt to be gaps and gaping holes. Remedial practice, going back to go forward, relentlessly pursuing perfection you are granted a sensibility that knows and can recognize anywhere the real thing the fulfilled prototype tyrannically beset by the need to embody that archetype no matter what putting yourself through hell to make it happen no sacrifice is too great a virtual masochism of submission to programs trials and cycles trancing out on discipline and constraint, yet you are ultimately inspired and infused with a marvellous and even a spectacular self-witnessing capacity and self-reinventing skill that does work if you stay with it forever and refuse to hear of anything less, no matter how crazy it momentarily seems. So that could be talking about the dance of life, you know, bringing together all that multiplicity, bringing it together in this perfect dance, moving together. But then, you know, it's hard, it's not easy. And then it falls apart a little bit. And you may have to sacrifice something to get there. We're, you know, we're in a time where we need to be looking at how we look after the earth and how we look after each other. And I think both these symbols really speak to that. So, my loves, that's the full moon. Um, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel or leave me reviews on iTunes and or, or all of them, whichever you uh, want. 
uh, share my um, uh, video or uh, podcast if you really enjoy it. Leave me a review on my Cosmic Owl Astrology Facebook page. I'm going to be starting to do more videos on the YouTube channel. At the moment, this is all I can manage, the two a month, because I have some other duties and I'm finishing up writing my third book, which is about using um, astrology to help you read the tarot, which I'm very excited about. Of course, it won't be published for months, but I have to have it all finished and written pretty soon. So that's coming. But once that's all um, finished through the editing and just into the marketing stage, I'm going to be upping my video content on here. But watch out for my Venus Retrograde Journey course. If you're a member of my Venus Enchantment community, you will actually get that course at a discounted price. So perhaps consider doing both. Um, the Venus Enchantment community is a fun place to be. And I love doing my almost daily videos for it and more. And once um, the book's written, I'm probably going to get back to blogging more as well. So there's that as well. So for now, enjoy the full moon because October is going to be a bit of a doozy. So enjoy September. Life may seem chaotic, but it's probably going to get more so. So enjoy the peacefulness of the Pisces if you can. So for now, it's goodbye from Louise. <laughs>